0: I'm going to turn it back over to Mr. Mark Weber for hour two of Garden Talk this morning. Good morning.
1: So what did you learn in the last hour of Garden Talk? You know you asked me that. <laughs> oh. You didn't learn anything, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but what to... topic would you like for us
0: to explore in the second hour of Garden Talk? In the second hour of Garden Talk, I'd like to explore, you got anything on pruning? Yeah. seen it's... a lot of that going on lately. Good pruning or bad pruning? Oh, well, that's what we're wondering. <laughs> certainly, certainly is the cause for a lot of uh, a lot more what do you what's the word? Debris, I guess we could say, along the side of the road, at least where I live.
1: Hmm. We'll talk about pruning. Sounds good to me. Next hour of garden talk, we're gonna talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of pruning. Plus, we're gonna take your calls at 457-1290. Plus, we'll talk to the Randy Tisher from Green Velvet Sod Farms. And your, and your questions as well on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views
2: and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio.
1: And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome back to Garden Talk, and we would love to hear your voices in this next hour at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you into the master control studios of WHIO News AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO, and we'll talk to each and every one of you today. And uh, if you got a question about your lawn or landscape, I will say that uh, we're probably about a week or so away from many lawns needing to be mowed. And I think it's important for all our listeners to, if you haven't done this, get your lawnmower tuned up and uh, get those blades sharpened and balanced um, because one of the most important parts of how your lawn looks is it relates to the performance of your mower. So just keep that in mind as well. As we begin this uh, second hour of Garden Talk, I'm going to talk a lot about uh, selecting and choosing um, quality contractors in the greens industry to work on your lawn and landscape. Um, First of all, we need to set forth that uh, working in the greens industry is a very rewarding um, profession. It's a very honorable profession. Um, unfortunately there are some people that are in it for just one thing and that's the money <laughs> and there's a lot of other people that are in it because they enjoy what they do and they love to work outside and they love to, to teach and they love to, uh, improve their clients landscape. Um, there are people who are not qualified that will we'll claim that they are qualified. And let me just talk a little bit about qualified people who can provide services to your lawn, garden, and landscape. Um, in the arena of landscape contractors, there are people. There is certifications to become a qualified landscape contractor. The Ohio Nursery Landscape Association has certified landscaping technicians. Um, That's will be one thing that you want to look for is, does that person qualify? Do they have the education? Do they have the certifications and qualifications to deem them reasonably um, intelligent to perform activities on your landscape? That's the first thing that you want to find out. Second thing is, does that company that you're hiring, are they a member of any type of organization in the industry? Are they a member of, of the International Society of Arboriculture, if they are a tree company. um, It's one of the most important things is, are they actively involved in the industry? Also, performance-wise, when that person comes to your landscape and starts to talk to you about, do you need to apply this and do this, um, you need to ask them, what's the scientific basis of that opinion? Um, I know that. What do you mean by that? I said, well, let's let's think about it. If you go to see a family physician or a, or a, a doctor of any sort, they're going to make uh, recommendations to improve your health. Well, that, those recommendations are based on what that person's education and training and qualifications are and more so what science says that they should or should not be doing to you. And the same thing goes with uh, taking care of your landscape. And I'm going to give... Uh, a prime example of things that have been going on on uh, this week, uh, one is which is uh, people that come to people's houses and knock on doors and tell them that they have dangerous trees in their landscape that need to be taken care of. First of all, qualified arborists don't go knocking on doors and telling people that they have dangerous situations to take care of. Um, if that's bad, then you call 911. So. Uh, speaking of troublemaker, I, where are you going with this? Uh,
4: nowhere.
5: <laughs> I just
1: was talking, you know,
5: I just barge in.
1: How are you today?
5: Not too bad. Fairly nice weather here for us on our Saturday.
1: It's I'll, spring. Yeah, it is.
5: And it's starting <laughs> to act like it a little bit too. It's trying to. I feel like we went from staying in the 20s and teens for so long and we just jumped into the 40s and 50s.
1: Yeah. Nobody's thankful, though. Well, we all have this short thing called short memory. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I will take the, I, my wife yesterday says to me, it's chilly. I said, this is a lot better than it was two, <laughs> two weeks ago. Right. And, yeah. uh, it's been an abrupt change. I feel like we're
5: going to head into the 60s and probably uh, stay there pretty sturdy once we get into April, you know, as expected. But yeah,
1: March is a month of transition. Exactly, you kind of bounce around for a second. Yeah, there. it comes in like a lion and leaves like a lamb. Remember that? Sometimes that is, it stays a lion the whole time. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> oh man, we just did a winter recap, and I just looked back at everything. And January was for sure the lion. The lion kind of roared into February, but January was awful. Well,
1: we have we have a lot of damage in landscapes right now related to winter. I don't we have doubt it. a lot of turf that's been. With uh, a lot of, um, I don't think I've seen a lawn yet that doesn't have a bare spot. I mean, from last, late last summer with the heat we we had, um, and now with all of the rain we had, um, we had, and then when winter came, we had the extended snowpack for quite a long time, Mm -hmm. which leads to what they call snow mold. Mm. So we have a lot of turf that, was kind of matted down and now that's yeah. beginning to warm up the uh, this fungi actually attacks the grass plant and kills it ah so one of the tips that everybody can do is go out there and if they see matted grass in their landscape get a relief rake and just rake it I know what I'm doing today just a simple <laughs> air, a simple aerating out the, the leaves and getting rid of the the, the dead decay that it's that simple yeah we just bought a house and um
5: in the back I mean nobody tended to the leaves that fell and that, so it's like that the leaves are matted down on the, the grass. grass
1: and, probably dead. Yeah. So another tip is so grassy. Get it done now. Okay. Um, because the sooner that seed is into the soil, the better chance you are going to have it. Now, um, are you familiar with growing degree days? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. W- w- what growing degree days is is the number of accumulated growing degree days. Kind of tells us when we should be doing things in the landscape. Okay. Management wise, um, we have hit enough growing degree days now that crabgrass can germinate. Okay, now crabgrass isn't going to germinate until the soil temperature gets up into the mid 50s or so, which we're way, it's got a
4: ways to go. We've
1: got a but that could happen in a week. Mm. I mean, if we get some really warm weather, that, that temperature could spike it up. But growing degree day wise, we're at the place where now's the time to be applying pre emergent herbicides to the lawn. Lawn area. Gotcha. But the other thing that's important for our listeners to understand is is these nighttime temperatures. I see where it's gonna be chilly next week.
5: Yeah. I mean it was it was chilly this morning, still
1: is. I had frost on the on the windshield trying to get out the door, but uh Yeah.
5: This one's mostly due to clear skies and it's not that breezy, so that'll drop the temperature down as you know. Right. Um but yeah, we'll have a little bit of a drop as we go into next week, but then we rebound pretty nice um after that, I think we'll pretty easily reach sixty degrees on Thursday and Friday. Probably oh, good. surpass it. Good. So good. Warm so, air's on the way. At least we're making it.
1: <laughs> um, long term, what do you see? Uh, what uh, uh, precipitation wise over the next five to seven days? Spring. Okay. We're
5: gonna we're gonna get rain. Ste- you know, on and off, steady rain. Um, I don't see anything that indicates like flooding wise yet. But you know how that is. It doesn't take much in the spring after we've had all the snow melt and everything. Um, but everything looks pretty normal. I don't see any outliers. We're going to get some cooler days, some warmer days. I don't necessarily see a pattern that indicates we're going to drive hard one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, it's going to be cold Monday, Tuesday, it's going to warm up Wednesday. You know, it's kind of like that just bouncing back and forth. Right. Um, and we got a pretty good setup where we got sunshine today, some rain Sunday night into Monday, then sunshine Tuesday, Wednesday, then rain late Thursday, Friday, you know, so it's, it's a nice cycle that we got going on.
1: Good deal, good deal, and no severe weather.
5: Uh, it's too far out uh, for severe weather to kind of speculate. If if there was a chance, I mean, with the warm air moving in on Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. you know, if there were a chance, it would probably be then, as far as I can see into the future. But
1: okay, very good. That's all I know. For well, now. Jesse, thanks for stopping by, yeah. and I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. I'll you plant my grass. Plant your grass. Good deal. (laughs) Folks, when we come back, more Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When you are driving to work, you ever wonder, is this as good as it gets? Are all these other people going somewhere better than I am? If your job feels like just a job, it's time to explore what we offer at Dayton Progress Corporation. We are a reputable, locally-headquartered global manufacturing company, and we are looking right now for people who want to pursue a career with us. If you're looking for a great place to grow with excellent pay, benefits 401 a retention bonus for the first three years, tuition reimbursement, and bonus programs, then apply in person Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. at 500 Progress Road in West Carrollton, or even Email us your resume to jobs at daytonprogress.com. Remember, this is not just a job,
0: it's a career. Hi, I'm David Turpin, president of Dayton Progress, and I'm speaking to you today about the wonderful opportunities that await you at Dayton Progress Corporation. Start your career with us now. Dayton Progress is an equal opportunity employer.
4: Welcome to Tire Discounters.
5: Oh, hiya, Phantom.
2: Hi, Mike. What's new, as they say? Well, it's tax time. Ever thought of sprucing up the Phantomobile? I go for function, not style. But now you can save up to $220 on select tires and custom wheels. Wow! let's try it. (laughs) Mike. Phantom, it's
3: It's breathtaking. breathtaking.
4: You can't tell it's the same car.
0: Well, it still says Phantomobile on the side. Right now, at Tire Discounters, you'll save up to $220 on select tires and custom wheels.
2: Stocks-Lagers, is our
0: StocksLagers Greenhouse and Garden Center invites you to celebrate our 60 years of growing for Dayton, the Miami Valley, and you. Growing beautiful plants and flowers that help you begin each day with a smile. Grown by a family and staff of professionals who know what you want. Quality brands that you trust. The StocksLager family and the entire team thank you, our customers, for growing with us for 60 years.
6: StocksLagers Greenhouse and Garden Center.
5: David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery. Generations of care.
4: Imagine being out of debt in nine years or less, including your mortgage without spending anything extra each month. We wouldn't suggest it unless we did it ourselves. At Debt Free for Good, we continue our education for our families, our businesses, ourselves and our clients and give that knowledge away for free to anyone who wants it through our regular seminars. Call 937-600-6901 or text DEBT FREE to 937-600-6901 Get out of debt with Debt Free for Good, 937-600-6901.
5: Unemployment is at an all-time low. If you're a company looking for talent, you know the competition to find good people is tough. Here's where technology might come in handy. Join the experts from Cox Digital Marketing and Monster to learn how to leverage text messaging, social media, and artificial intelligence to hire better talent faster. It's on March 25th at 1130 a.m. and includes a complimentary lunch. The event is free, but space is limited. Find out the details and reserve your spot today at coxdigitalmarketing.net slash events.
4: Hi, this is Westy with Everybody Fitness, and we are extending our offer for a free 30-day membership. That's right. You can still check us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. We have eight locations with tons of equipment, rows of cardio, and group fitness classes. We also have free childcare and free tanning. You can even do your cardio in our movie theater. Also, most of our clubs are open 24 hours. So don't wait. Get your free 30-day membership by stopping in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com.
3: At Wild Birds Unlimited, we are your backyard bird feeding experts. Got squirrel problems? We can help. Blackbirds taking over? We know what to do. Wild Birds Unlimited visit us online and in the Voice of America Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market.
2: Springtime in Dayton and Springfield brings the threat of severe weather. With the hard work of our team of hundreds of reporters and a the clock help from Storm Center 7, we're the only radio station in the Miami Valley with a live radar. We work tirelessly to keep your family safe 24-7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7, W-H-I-O.
1: Hi, everybody. It's 722. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7.
5: Chilly to start off this morning, temperatures in the 20s with a light breeze, but we're seeing plenty of sunshine out there today and high temperatures reaching 50 degrees, relatively calm by the afternoon and evening. Overnight tonight, cloud cover increases with a low of 34, mostly cloudy skies for Sunday, breezy and mild with a chance for showers late and a high temperature of 56 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957, WHIO.
1: A current scan of the new Live Doppler HG7 radar shows clear skies where we got 25 degrees at the airport. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 957, WHIO.
2: It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 957WHIO.
1: Thank you for listening this morning, and uh, we'd love to help you with whatever's going on in your gardening world. Give us a call today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. I want to talk a little bit about uh, mulching and the white, the correct way to mulch and the correct way not to mulch. Um, Mulch provides a lot of very important benefits to your landscape, and we need to talk about those benefits first and foremost. Mulch helps reduce uh, moisture that's evaporated out of the soil. uh, Mulch helps reduce weed germination and growth in your landscape. Mulch also insulates the soil and protects the roots of uh, plants, including trees, from extreme temperatures and, and winter temperatures as well. Um, Soil mulch also can improve uh, soil biology, can improve aeration of the soil, and and it can also improve the structure and as well as drainage of the soil over time. Um, But also mulch can also improve the fertility as it decomposes, because if mulch decomposes, it actually improves the availability of nutrients to the plants that are being mulched around and also will inhibit certain types of diseases. Um, And also, mulch can be a way to uh, produce the amount of injury to many trees and shrubs in the landscape related to mowers and other mechanical devices. But however, (laughs) the bad part of mulch is that, like everything else in life, too much of a good thing can be a really bad thing. Um, You you generally want no more than two to four inches of mulch accumulation on your floor of your landscape at any one time. Many landscapes fall victim to over mulching, and we need to say that first and foremost. Um, You want the mulch that you use to have a fairly large particle size that these finely ground mulches um, tend to uh, create a lot of what they call... Um, almost like a visqueen effect, a plastic effect over the landscape that doesn't allow it to breathe. Um, also, you want to be using mulches that are coarser in nature, and also you want not to apply mulches when the soils are excessively wet. Um, and more so, you don't want to be piling mulch up against the stems of plants, particularly trees. Um, This is a really badly, really bad practice. I know you probably drive down the road and see where people have piled mulch up against the trunks of the trees. That's not acceptable. Um, That actually can cause uh, many detrimental effects and and, and, uh, will eventually kill the tree that's being over mulched. Um, Generally speaking, you want about a 12 to 18 inch space between the trunk of the tree and where the mulch begins and uh, generally, if you've got trees in the landscape, you want those mulch beds to go out to at least the drip line or sometimes even further. If you got questions about mulch, we would love to hear from you today at 457-1290. And remember, um, mulch is a good thing, but don't over mulch because over mulching can actually hurt your plants. And most importantly, don't pile it up against the trunks of your trees. So <laughs> Just say Say that important little tidbit that uh, will keep your trees in really good shape. Also, I want to talk a little bit further today um, about um, proper pruning, as Mr. Adi was talking about earlier this morning. Um, Remember when we prune a tree or prune a shrub, we're pruning for a purpose. We're pruning for the reason of maybe increase fruit load, maybe reduce a branch off of a house because we don't want it to rub against the house. But remember, a tree has to defend itself after pruning, and so does a shrub, meaning that if you improperly prune a plant, you will harm it in a way that it will not allow it to defend itself long-term to manage decay. And so it's important that when you prune, you prune to a secondary branch or lateral Or a place where the plant can seal its wounds shut. Meaning, remember, trees don't don't heal. They seal. Same with shrubs. And uh, one of the things that I would uh, highly recommend that you do this time of year as well is I would love for all of you to get out in your landscape. Hook and stir your landscape beds. Um, That is important from the point of aeration. And more so will also help aerate the soil before you apply mulch. And by hooking and stirring those landscape beds prior to mulching will help speed up the rate of decomposition of those existing mulch beds, and more so will add to additional nutrients being exchanged into the soil. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Also, I know many of you have questions about pruning this time of year. If you've got an existing burning bush and you want to reduce it and start to make it more manageable, this is actually an ideal time of the year to do what we call stool pruning. And that's where you will take the plant and actually reduce the overall height of it. And In fact, if you've got a 10 foot, let's say that you've got a 10 foot by 10 foot burning bush, you could literally cut that plant about six to eight inches from the ground and it will regrow from the base up. We call that stool pruning. It's a great way to manage um, large growing plants. And there's a number of plants out there. Um, that stool pruning works really well with. And I would love to share that knowledge with you with whatever your pruning question is. Give us a call at 457-1290. When we return, we're going to go into the newsroom with an update of the region as well as the world and go in the grass with Randy Tisher from Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When you hear these tones, you know the WHIO Radio Storm Center has been activated. This means important weather updates every 15 minutes or sooner. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
0: It's 730. I'm Jonah Audi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. The Mueller report is in and now the Attorney General has to decide what to do about it. A decision that could come as early as this weekend.
5: As much as I hate to say it, there is a chance for snow in the near future. I'm meteorologist Jesse Magg. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up.
0: Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear throughout those major freeways and the service streets this Saturday morning, just ahead of that sunrise. You shouldn't have any trouble getting to where you need to be if you're heading out on the roadways. Well, our top story, it's been almost two years and coming, but special counsel Robert Mueller has delivered his report to the attorney general. Former FBI Director Robert Mueller officially launched the special counsel investigation on May 17, 2017, directed to investigate any possible links or coordination between the Russian government and President Trump's presidential campaign and any matters that arise from that investigation. That's Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. A number of President Trump's associates have been indicted, convicted, or reached plea deals for crimes uncovered during this investigation. In Dayton, three people are safe and doing okay after a house catches fire on Cambridge Avenue this morning. Firefighters are saying that by the time they got there just after midnight, everyone it was inside was safe outside, but there was an altercation of some kind reported just hours earlier. There's no word yet if those two are connected. Well, now to Clark County, where two people are in jail after multiple 911 calls about the same house on Jefferson Street. The Clark County Sheriff's Office says deputies were called out to do a welfare check on a woman living in the home. That's when deputies discovered she had several warrants. That's WHIO's Monica Castro. She says that woman told them that she was being held at the house against their will, and cops then said they had a man in custody and several pieces of evidence confiscated from the property that would would, uh, indicate criminal activity. No word yet on what those pieces are. We'll bring more on that investigation as it develops. Well, the price of a home in the Dayton area is going up. Dayton Realtors say the median price of a home was increased to $138,000, up more than 6% from the same month in 2018. Area real estate agents expect the record prices reached in 2018 for some counties like Montgomery, Green, and Miami to slow down later on this year. WHIO's Ron Otto says more inventory and more room to expand will play a role in dropping prices. Let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast. Here's meteorologist Jesse Magg.
5: Chilly temperatures to start off this morning, a light breeze to go along with it, and low temperatures starting off at 26 degrees. We're nicely climbing to a high of 50 degrees. Plenty of sunshine and relatively calm winds by the afternoon. Cloud cover expected to increase overnight. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 95.7.
0: A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looking all clear, seeing some beautiful sunlight from our studio here on South Main Street, starting to peak its way over the horizon. It's currently 23 degrees in Troy, 23 in Springfield, and 25 here in Dayton at 732. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News.
3: Gardening means different things to people. Some consider it the highlight of their day, the first quiet time they've had. For others, it's watching their kids crunching peas from the garden. Others wonder what all the attraction is to playing in the dirt. This is John from Noah Garden Center. If you've wondered what's so exciting about gardening, stop by and see. You'll find people doing what they love to do, getting ready to play in the dirt. Try it. You'll like it. Noah Garden Center Landscaping in Beaver Creek. We're gardeners just like you. The Scott family has been growing plants since 1926. Four generations later, we're still at it. But it's not only plants filling our greenhouses now. There's gazing globes and solar lights, the gentle sound of wind chimes, kids and parents in the fairy Garden Department. Grandfather John M. Scott said we're in the making people happy business. Come see what's new for your garden at Noah Garden Center in Beaver Creek, and I think you'll agree. Remember, we're gardeners just like you.
2: This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone or iPhone? Use the Google Assistant app and say, Play WHIO News. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
1: Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Good morning, sir. Are we cutting sod yet? Yes, we are. You've got a positive attitude
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't, it doesn't last long, but every once in a while i i get a positive attitude, but yeah, this has been a good week. we started cutting sod and uh and uh things are drying out and uh, and spring is officially here and <sighs> and uh
1: finally, and, uh, <laughs> Life's good, you know Randy. I will tell you that i i as long as I have practiced, I can't remember a year where I've seen more damaged lawns in my life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been on one single lawn that doesn't have damage of some sort. Well, uh,
7: that, that's not a bad thing for my business. But no,
1: but it's. But I think the, the thing that uh, it, it's such a mix of everything. I mean, from what happened last summer to... Um, the torrential rains we got in the last year. And then you combine that with this really long extended snowpack we had with snow mold, Yeah. um, now, and also issues like, like good old fashioned nimble. Well, and let's, this stuff is, it's nasty. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Hard to get rid of too. Yeah, uh, it
7: really is. And, uh, I posted some uh, pictures of nimble will, both uh, in its nice green summertime condition, and uh, and right now nimble will is dormant. It's uh, it's it's straw well it's it's straw brown. No no sign of green in the plant at all. And uh, what we're seeing, Mark, and it's interesting, and it'll, only time will tell, but uh, we're seeing some of this nimble will sort of pushed out of the ground more often than more, more than normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you take that plant and pluck it out of the ground and start looking at it, um, you know we're asking ourselves: Is this a year that nimble will didn't survive the winter very well? It it uh, it always goes dormant. Uh, first heavy frost in the fall, usually mid October. Uh, nimble will is just like uh, zoysia or Bermuda grass. It it just turns straw brown. No sign of green at all in the winter and. And so those are among your sort of green grass in your yard. Those are those those pure dead brown spots in your yard everywhere. When will is a it's sort of a clump grass. It grows in, grows in clumps. Uh, it it spreads with a stolen, and uh, it's a it, it it's very uh, it'll take over a yard. But we're asking ourselves right now, uh, Mark, uh, whether or not some of that nimblewill is really going to uh, to come back out of its dormancy. When things when that soil temperature starts to warm up, and uh, only time will tell. But uh, this uh, this might be a year to do some overseeding in those nimble will areas, trying to get some seed to establish where that nimble will was, and uh, and maybe try to get your your nimble will uh, population reduced just a little bit.
1: Well, it's interesting from the standpoint um, the United States Department of Agriculture. Um, list nimblewill as as a native plant. Yeah. Um they show it's native actually uh, the USDA shows that its native range is all the way from the tip of uh, Florida Key West all the way north into Ontario up to Hudson Bay. I mean, and all the way east all across Maine um to the Atlantic Ocean and they even show parts of California as its native range. It's kind of this plant's like everywhere. Yeah, it's
7: um, everywhere. If it wasn't for the fact that uh, it's a little ugly to begin with, and uh, yeah. and uh, the fact that it just grows goes goes brown, dormant from October all the way through almost May. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe we ought to be growing nimble in our yards instead of uh, bluegrass or tall fescue. What do you think?
1: No, uh, I it's what I what I was asking the question. You know, and what else is interesting about it is it's its zone hardiness. I'm thinking as a plant person, not as a turf person right now. But as a, as a zone hardiness, it's listed zone four. So okay. it can go to some pretty cold temperatures to, to, to survive. Um, but what you very well may have seen, what we're seeing with this whole thing about it being pushed out of the ground is the fact that it was ex- you know exposed to freezing and thawing. Yep, and, and that's,
7: that's I, the question that we're asking ourselves here.
1: Yeah,
7: uh, you know, is is, is that plant uh, uh, been pushed out of the ground and and just desiccated to the point where it's
3: mm-hmm. it's not
7: going to green back up? Because normally the you know what what nimble will does is turn straw brown in, in mid October and stay straw brown till about May when things warm back up and then it turns green again and and uh, it loves the summertime. Uh, it just uh, it loves the heat. Yep. and it spreads and uh, it just takes over your yard and unfortunately uh, it is difficult to get rid of if you don't get rid of all of it right uh, it will come back quickly uh, the only way you can get rid of it is with glyphosate or uh, there are a couple of herbicides that are now uh, like mesotrione that uh, that you can you can use during the summer months when it is green and growing and and over time uh, uh start eliminating it but uh, you know it's a tough one and we're seeing more and more of it every time
1: You know, Randy, I want to talk a little bit about growing degree days. Um, This week, uh, I couldn't believe my eyes when I got the notification that we were actually at the place where we could have crabgrass germination um, as far as growing degree days is concerned, even though soil temperature isn't there yet, but I thought it was kind of interesting in in uh, in that realm. Um,
7: yeah, and you need to you need to take that into consideration because that does uh give you a warning and I, I heard you a little earlier. It, it doesn't take uh, long for that soil to warm up. I know uh uh your weatherman said maybe sixty degree temperatures by the end of the week and uh and we've seen it uh we've seen it warm up quickly. So uh, we're in the we're in the mid to high thirties right now for uh for soil temperatures and mm-hmm. and that that crabgrass and foxtail is not going to germinate till we get to 50, 55 degrees soil temperature. Not air temperature, but soil temperature. Yeah. So we do have a little time, but uh, it, 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 using things like the, the growing degree days helps you uh, stay on top of things and know what to look for.
1: Yeah, because right now we're at 41 growing degree days of today. Okay. And um, tomorrow will be 42, most likely and uh that's where uh silver maple red maple and um alder and interesting enough forsythia should be in full bloom so you know we're getting close well actually forsythia comes in the full full bloom when we hit about 58 so we're about 10 days away so or so from forsythia bloom so you know it's interesting like we're speaking earlier about growing degree days but i think it's also fair to say that you know winter is still trying to hang on just a little <laughs> bit here for us. <laughs> um, yes, it is. And and beyond that, but you know they they show um, what also was interesting is smooth crabgrass germination usually is at 155 growing degree days. Okay. And um, so we're we're a ways from that, but I think yeah, it's we are. I think timing-wise, I think we're we're it's time to put down crabgrass control. Don't you think so? I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, do you agree with that, Randy? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're there. I think we're there, well, Mr. Tisher, As always, it's good to speak with you, and I hope you have a great grass-growing day. And most importantly, um, keep that sod going hard harvesting because my daughter will be telling me she's ready for grass in her yard.
7: Yeah, time to get out of the mud. <laughs> She
1: is definitely in the mud.
7: Does she have dogs too?
1: No, no. Oh, no?
7: okay. No. Well, you got a dog out there and nothing but mud <laughs> in your yard. You got uh, you got nothing but mud on your carpets. I'll tell you. Well, we
1: we had an event this week at the Weber household that you might enjoy. Um, I was working in the office and Kim called me up and informed me that our one one loving dog that we have in the family had found a mole. Yep. <laughs> And uh, she, uh, we we never thought this dog could bark, but she decided she's gonna bark like a like a hound dog this week, and so she's picking. According to Kim, she picks the mole up and 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 throws it up in the air, and then the mole hits the ground, and then she pounces on the mole because she wants the mole to play with her because the mole squeaks every time that that Lady Luna picks up the mole. <laughs> yeah, and so. So this went on for like a half an hour, I guess. And this poor mole, I guess, was so traumatized, it didn't know what to do. Because Luna wasn't trying to kill it. She just wanted to play with it. So,
7: Yeah, it's a squeaky toy. It was a
1: squeaky toy, exactly
7: the point.
1: <laughs> so that was all the excitement about it in our house this week, was, uh, was Luna playing with a mole in the backyard. <laughs> it, it
7: doesn't take much to, to keep us amused, Mark.
1: No, but boy, oh boy, those are... Moments in time you'll never forget. So yeah, they are, Mr. Tishers, Always take care and have a good week. Okay.
7: All right, Mark. Thank you. You bet. Talk bye to bye you bye. next week. You bet. Bye bye.
2: You've been in the grass with Randy Tischer of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
1: 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We would love to talk to you today about your lawn, your garden, your landscape. Are you looking for brand new trees or shrubs to add into your landscape? we got lots of solutions and ideas as well. I want to talk a little bit about um, plant selection and and more so about plant pruning. One of the things that I a lot of times see in landscapes is trees that uh, have defects in them that cause them to break during wind events and ice events and things like that. Keep in mind that if you can train a tree while it's young In many cases, you can reduce the number of defects that that tree is going to have long-term, and more so will make sure that it does not break in a windstorm or something like that to that effect. That's why you want to work with a qualified arborist as well that can help you along the way. Also today, I want to share with all of you, um, if the shrubs in your landscape um, don't uh, If they bloom before June 15th, you want to plume, prune them in bloom, okay? And if they bloom be after June 15th, that means that they, they typically uh, bloom um, on uh, summer wood, which means you can prune them now. Let's head to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Steve in Xenia. Steve in Xenia, good morning. Hello. Hi, Steve.
6: Yeah, I uh, took a cutting. Hello, are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here, Steve. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, uh, in the fall, I took a sample of a twig of a magnolia tree to uh, Siebenthaler, and they said I had magnolia scale. So I treated it with uh, a dormant oil spray in the fall, and I was wondering what I need to do from the springtime.
1: Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about what magnolia scale is. Um, For all our listeners who are not sure what magnolia scale is, magnolia scale um, is an insect that lives underneath a shell, and that shell is typically um, about a half an inch in diameter. Um, The scale sometimes can be a little soft. A lot of times you'll see like a black residue associated with this scale attack that's going on. Um, these insects that live beneath these um, shells have what they call a crawler stage, and that's where they leave the protection of, this, of that outer shell to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend um, to make whoopee, so to speak. Um, and then they, after that period of time, then they go hide back underneath the shell again. Okay. Um, generally speaking, we want to use horticultural oils. Um, generally often called summer oils, for control. Um, and I would recommend an application sometime this month if you can. Um, that will do an excellent job at suffocating um, the, the remainder of those that are on their, on your plants. Okay? Okay. And the next well, thing – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying it's a, a summer – horticultural oil yeah you want to use a good horticultural oil that likely would call the summer oil and
6: so i wouldn't use what i used in in the fall
1: you probably could you just want to read the label and that's that that little pesky thing called the label you gotta read it okay oh yeah um also you want to also maybe consider doing a systemic treatment with an insecticide And let me explain why. Oil sprays work really uh, well with, um, to a point, but they don't dip everything inside the plant, okay? And the one product that you may want to consider applying for uh, Magnolia Scale that will probably give you um, reasonably good control um, beyond the um, application of dormant dormant oil, will likely be a, a material called Merit M E R I T. Okay. And you can apply that to the root system of the plant.
6: Okay. Now, Merit that is that the same thing that you use for grub control?
1: It's the same similar material. Yes.
6: Huh? Yeah. Okay, but it'd be in a liquid form rather than like a fertilizer.
1: Or- Correct, and you want to read the label label directions for that as well, because what you know the the secret to this is going to be is to get it into the root into the into the tree. Now, one thing that I would really suggest you do: what kind of magnolia is it? Is it is it a, a saucer magnolia or or what?
6: Uh, well, they called it like a butterfly, a yellow butterfly magnolia. Okay, i Actual
1: name. So I I would recommend probably um, uh, applying the uh, merit material after bloom. Okay. And this is why because these neonicotoid um, insecticides have been reported to damage honeybees. Ah. Uh-huh. And you don't want this material inside the plant when the honeybees are going to be nearby. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and if I, I, the other uh, neonicotoid that's really good on scale is one um, that's, uh, that's called Safari. Is another one that does a good job on scales. Okay. I, I mean, and the other thing that I would recommend is after you use a dormant oil, um, go out there with a garden hose with like a pressure nozzle on it. <laughs> and give your plant a bath, <laughs> and with a garden, uh, yeah. And reason being,
6: dormant oil dries and, it, like a few days later. Yeah,
1: maybe a couple weeks later. Go out there with a okay. garden. Go out there with a garden hose, and and squirt the trunk and the branches off the best you can. See if you can dislodge some of those scales, uh-huh. and get rid of them that way too, because it it, it makes a plant look really unsightly. Yeah okay
6: okay uh does that
1: does that help you
6: oh yeah it does uh could i ask another question sure how about uh timing of uh spring apple trees i did the dormant oil on my apple trees in the fall also and i'm wondering about insects and things like that
1: well you gotta have a spray program (laughs) for apple trees okay um typically in ohio you're spraying about 14 to 16 times for very varied um, pest in, with, with an apple orchard?
6: Yeah, I've got two apple trees. That...
1: Okay. So, you know, you're going to have to control, you're going to have to find out what your targeted pests are? Do you, tell me what, I mean, do you have problems with apple scab or what is it?
6: Oh, they're they're relatively, I mean, they're like three years. I've had them in the ground for three years. So okay. I'm not getting any apples. Okay. You know, they're golf ball size and they fall off.
1: Okay. Um, I would begin. I would begin with a basic program where you're trying to control things like apple scab and things like that. I'll tell you what. Let me put you on hold. I kind of go through a couple things with you. Okay. All right. Great. All right. We'll be. We'll be right back after this. Okay. Thank you. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 W H I O.
2: When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
4: Imagine being out of debt in nine years or less, including your mortgage without spending anything extra each month. We wouldn't suggest it unless we did it ourselves. At Debt Free for Good, we continue our education for our families, our businesses, ourselves, and our clients, and give that knowledge away for free to anyone who wants it through our regular seminars. Call 937 or text debt-free Get out of debt with debt free for good 937
5: Hi, I'm Michelle Collins, and we know at Collins Real Estate Services that buying or selling a home is one of the biggest decisions you may make. Let our family-owned and progressive real estate company help you achieve those real estate goals. With our twenty-eight plus years of experience, we have a team approach offering you the personal interaction that you deserve that others don't offer. If it's buying or selling, we're here to help. We're centrally located in downtown Miamisburg. Call us at 866-6364 or find us at buycrest.com today.
7: They say that car crashes happen
4: in slow The reality is that crashes happen fast. There's no time to think and no time to check if your child is in the right car seat. Car crashes are a leading killer of children one to 13. Are your kids in the right seat for their age and size? Don't think you know, know you know. Get more info at safercar.gov the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration
3: and the Ad Council. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. And I'm Clark Howard. We here at WHIO are actively working to keep your family safe. Safe from scams. And safe from severe weather.
2: You can depend on AM 1290
3: and News 95.7. WHIO.
1: Hi, everybody. It's 7.55, five minutes before 8 o'clock on AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO.
5: Chilly to start off this morning, temperatures in the 20s with a light breeze, but we're seeing plenty of sunshine out there today and high temperatures reaching 50 degrees, relatively calm by the afternoon and evening. Overnight tonight, cloud cover increases with a low of 34, mostly cloudy skies for Sunday, breezy and mild with a chance for showers late and a high temperature of 56 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows beautiful crystal blue skies this morning. We're resting at 25 degrees at the airport on the station that you depend on. For weather, traffic and news, AM 1290 and News 957, WHIO.
2: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290
1: and News 957WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And I guess we lost our caller. I, <laughs> that's okay. i am going to go through the basics of um, a fruit tree spraying. You're basically applying, um, this time of year, you're applying a dormant oil material. And what dormant oil does, it suffocates many of the overwintering pests that uh, are in the landscape. And in fruit trees, that would be things like scales and that. And and dormant oil is a really good uh, first beginning step, even for your landscape, and with fruit trees more so. Um, And usually around April 15th to the 25th, when the buds begin to break and there's about half an inch of green showing up, you're typically um, applying... Um, an application of, uh, of oil spray as well. And then around May 1st to May 10th, that's when the tight cluster uh, formation occurs in the, in the apple tree. And at that point in time, you're trying to control things like apple scab. And uh, one of the things you want to apply is a fungicide. Um, and then about the middle of May, when the flower buds have uh, begun to open and elongate, that's when you're of, of dealing with scab as well. And apple scab is probably one of the biggest issues with raising apples. And there's a number of other insect issues as well. But there's typically when in a growing season in Ohio, you're applying approximately about 10 to 15 sprays of cover sprays to protect the plant from various uh, issues. And the two big ones are apple scab and the other one is called apple maggot which actually causes for blemishes on the fruit, and more so these little insects will crawl in and begin to eat on the seeds of the interior core of the apple um, itself as it's forming on the um, on the tree. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number to dial if you'd like to be part of Garden Talk, and let's go talk to Jerry in Fairfield. Jerry in Fairfield, how can I help you?
7: Hey, in advent of this Roundup controversy, an old boy told me to use diesel fuel, and I would think it'd be a, it would work. <laughs> so I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, I've never heard any lawsuits on, on diesel fuel. Second thing is, is there's a d- drainage ditch uh, next to my property, and there's a tree that's ready to fall over. Uh, it's not on my property. It's on the other side of the creek. Um, city doesn't want or the county or actually the township doesn't want to do anything about it neighbor doesn't want to do anything about it so i have any options
1: well first of all diesel fuel i don't it doesn't have a label for a for a herbicide so you can't use it okay
7: oh get some all kind of thing or something
1: uh, yeah you can okay. only use products for their intended purpose and in the use of control of of pests like weeds you got to follow the label Okay. Gotcha. And you use products be, that are labeled for that use. As far as the neighbor is concerned with the tree, does the tree threaten any property damage or personal injury? My house. Your house? Yeah, it's okay. a it's
7: a huge cottonwood tree, maybe forty feet tall, and okay. it's
1: dead. I would generally say what you need to do is you need to put that neighbor on notice. Okay. Send them a letter. And make sure you send it like certified that there's receipt of it. And if that, if you can prove, if that when that tree does fall and damage your house, and God, I hope it doesn't happen that way, then they would be typically be liable since you have give them, you know, what they call constructive notice, of the fact that that tree is going to likely fall and do damage. Okay. All right. Thank right. you so much. Thank you. Good luck to you, Jerry. Bye bye. More Garden Talk will continue with What Plant I Am and so much more in this third and final hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.